This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Oh, what delightful verses, Christmas verses, really, I think, that we have in the eighth chapter of the Song of Solomon, (laughs) verses one and two. And I don't know, they just may be my favorite verses in the Bible. (laughs) I really feel that way this morning. I mean, I've been so enlightened, it's unbelievable. But I need to back up a bit and talk about the first verse again, um, as we talked about it in the last episode. And I came across this uh, in the young... Young's literal translation, and I went and revisited the words and went, oh my goodness, look at this. And and so when you look at the Young's literal translation of that verse, I think they did a really good job of translating it. It says, who doth make thee as a brother to me, sucking the breast of my mother? I find thee without, I kiss thee. Yea, they do not despise me. In other words, that first word it says, oh my, that that really is much, much better translated, who doth make me thy brother? And of course, it is Jesus himself, <laughs> his blood made us the brother. And what a wonderful thing. I, I love the fact that I've, I, I wondered and wondered about, oh, that I wert. Well, that word wert isn't even in the verse in Hebrew. And, and so that the Young's literal translation is a better translation, but I love the other translation in that it caused me to wish for that. And then I realized, oh, my wish has come true. He is my brother and we can kiss him without and not be despised (laughs) in so many different ways. Well, setting that up, we are today on the second verse. And the second verse is like, oh my goodness, once I put this together, I, I just worship God. Like, I can't believe how I've experienced this second verse now because I've experienced the first verse. Okay. And so the second verse reads in English, I would lead thee and bring thee into my mother's house. Who would instruct me? I would cause thee to drink of spiced wine and the juice of my pomegranate. Well, oh my goodness. When I saw these words in Hebrew, my heart just about leaped out of my chest. And I hope I can explain all that. (laughs) Oh, if you could see what I saw this morning, I hope you do. So, You know, the idea of our mother's house has everything to do with family, okay? And and actually, if you extend the word mother's house, it actually means nations. And it's so true that we are family. (laughs) And the way that God sees us, we clearly have the same father. Um, and, And there's no doubt that our mother's house is the idea of the servant because a mother is is very much the servant. And that when you when you think about how mother's mother. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. And so when you go into the church, which is obviously what this is talking about, into an intensely serving community where you can be truly yourself, you feel like you're totally with family and it's totally safe and it's totally, you know, just the place that God hangs out with you, right? And and so, oh, that I would take Jesus, of course, now that we're with him, into our whole family, Right? And, and share in this community. And I was thinking about it today that I have this amazing, amazing family in so many different ways. I have my band of brothers. I have my two different church families. I have my special needs Sunday school class. I'll get into a minute. And when I'm with them, I'm in this community, okay? 
And, and, and how wonderful is it that I can just to feel totally safe, totally at home. People love me. I feel part of the group. I feel chosen. And at the same time, Jesus is there. Like, how wonderful is that? And how wonderful is that when you go to Christmas parties? And I went to three of them this weekend. <laughs> and so it was like, I experienced this. I got to go to my mother's house in, in three different places and not be despised with my brother. Okay. And so it was absolutely beautiful. And then it says, who would instruct me, right? You get to go into your mother's house and who does instruct us? Well, Jesus instructs us when we're in the church. Jesus is instructing us through his Holy Spirit, through the Father. I mean, it's all put together in family right there, right? And then it says, I would cause thee to drink of spiced wine of the juice of my pomegranate. And that's where my soul, my heart just leaped out of my chest when I began to unpack what that really means. And so, you know, again, you may remember years and years ago, I did an episode on, on Jeremiah where you know, the, the groom is going to encircle the bride seven times. And, and my heart just cried out to God at that point in time because I could see that the idea of encircling the, bri the bride, encircling the groom seven times in a Jewish wedding or as described there in Jeremiah, and I've written and written on this idea, is that we need to bring down, you know, the, the, essentially the walls because they, they went around the walls of Jericho seven times. And what would it take to bring down the walls of Jesus's heart, Right. And so, you know, the bride encircling him seven times. And so my prayer back then, and still is, like, Lord, show me how to bring down the walls of your heart. And so with that being on my mind always, you know, when I saw this, like I thought, oh, well, here's an opportunity because clearly she is doing something here that is bringing down the wall of her groom's heart. In other words, she wants to give him spiced wine. So there was a clue that I knew that this, this was going to be rich for me because I could see this would be an offering that I could give to Jesus that, that was really the longing of my heart. And, and so as I saw this spiced wine, of course, we've talked about many times throughout the Song of Solomon, the idea of wine is that idea of this tremendous light of faith because it's iron and, the, and that, that final nun that's there. And you might remember that, you know, Jesus admired people for their beautiful faith. In other words, to have total faith in Jesus. And so that, that idea of wine is this idea of iron, right? Well, the idea that it's mixed is spectacular, okay? Because the idea of mixed is compounding. And, and I had this opportunity, as I mentioned, and I hope this will explain what I'm talking about here and why my soul leaped out of my heart. To begin with, the two letters in the word compound are it's actually the, the, the idea of the, the het and the kuf, which is the statute, which is this idea we've been searching for. If you've been with us on this whole journey, we've been searching. What are statutes? Well, this is kuf het, which is backwards het kuf. So same idea, but it's, it's turned around and it's turned around at the beginning of the letter resh. And so this idea of mixing, of compounding is this considering this union of, of, believers, right? And, and, and bringing them close together, compounding them, right? That, that's what a community is, is when we take a whole bunch of different folks that have all sorts of different giftings and talents, and we mix them together. We compound them. That idea of the kuf again is that idea of proximity, of, of holiness. So as we get closer together, right, we become more united, which is the het that's at the end of this word, which is this idea of union. So here's this tight-knit union, right? 
And the idea that the head of that is a race. And so, you know, that, that, that idea of headship of Christ, I mean, it clearly is, is the whole idea here that, that of a real community is going to be exactly that very, very bonded, very, very close. And that's what family is. But the compounding works even better when you begin to see what I'm talking about here. So, um, I have this special needs class, which are adults with special needs. Some of them have Down syndrome, some of them are artistic, and some of them I don't know. They have child effects of whatever kind. And there are a group that I've taught for you know nearly 30 years now, or for a long, long time. And, and so I know them extremely well. And, and um, some time ago, I started to see that the Hebrew language, um, everybody has a name, right? And in their name are going to be Hebrew letters when they see their new name. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And I began to notice that when you see somebody's glory, it quite often reflects one of the energies that's in one of these Hebrew letters. And so I, I did this with my Masculine Journey Band of Brothers where I started to think, what Hebrew letter does Sam represent? What Hebrew letter does Danny represent? Et cetera, et cetera, as I went through um, of what Rodney was you know, one of my favorites, because he was so clearly a Zadok and he's so clearly righteous and, and trying to do things right and trying to set things right. It, it, it's beautiful to watch somebody that's a Zaddy and, and you can see these letters come to life in their, in their lives. Well, I started to think about that back last summer when I had a, a Sunday school lesson to do on my son, um, on all my special needs folks, because they all have beautiful giftings too. Amazing. And, and so we, we were doing this, ep, this, uh, Sunday school lesson on how God is creative and how he paints with his paintbrush. And so I did this on the different Hebrew letters. Well, they loved it so much. They said, well, let's do this at our Christmas party. And so I took a lot of time and I love to worship by creating pictures. And so I had created a picture from, for each of the students that would represent what they were, what Hebrew letter they were, and, and then I quoted the eight verses in the 119th Psalm that had to do with the letter that I was saying that they represented to me. And so to give you some examples, <laughs> that was what, you know, I love the letter Psalmic because you might remember that the letter Psalmic, the 119th Psalm, that the la- that's the letter that scared King David. It's, it says, my flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I'm afraid of thy judgments. In other words, this is a scary thing, and it has to do with the psalmic as a circle, but it has to do with a whirlwind, okay? And, and you know, it also has to do with hugs, because when you encircle somebody, you, you know, you hug them. And, and that's the idea of the psalmic. In fact, it says, uphold me that I may live, you know, and... Uh, uh, and all those things have to do with this idea of the circle, which also is, you know, in so many different ways, um, this this way that we're held up in a, in a supernatural strength, something that would scare you like a hurricane, okay, like a whirlwind. And so we have this student, his name is Ryan, and Ryan is severely autistic, and so he's not very verbal. He can say some things, but I don't know that I've ever heard many sentences put together that would have made sense to me. However... He's one of the most loving people that you would ever see. I mean, he would hug you in a second, and he almost always wants to hug you. But fascinatingly, one of the things, and a lot of autistic people just have something they're fascinated with. Well, Ryan has always been fascinated by fans, okay? He loves, loves, loves fans. And, and you may have heard me talk about him before. You know, turn, turn, turn. He loves fans, okay? <laughs> you get the idea of the whirlwind? Well, let me add to that the story of Ryan. That one time when um, uh, he got really, really angry 
Uh, he literally threw me to the ground and, and he turned to his mother. I thought he was going to tear her apart. And she just said, oh, it looks like somebody needs a hug. And, and I'll never forget the incident that he just melted, started to cry and hugged his mother. That was right after he threw me to the ground violently. <laughs> and at that point in time, I learned that the idea of the psalmic is that, man, there's something to be reckoned with. There's an unbelievable strength. It's, it's supernatural. It's unbelievable. But Ryan has that. He has it. Well, I don't want anybody to miss that the middle of the word hesed, which is the word, you know, for love in an extent, the one that's at, you know, surely mercy will follow me all the days of our life. That's the word hesed. And it, and, and, and that is the center letter in the word, um, mercy is, is Islamic. And, and so when you put the het together, we've talked about so many times that this idea of union, and then you have this supernatural like power that is the Islamic. And then you have a dollar, which is a servant, okay? And so here we have Ryan, right, is in our Sunday school class. Now, we have another student by the name of Logan. And if you were to meet Logan, you would see that he is going to bond with you immediately. He is going to love on you, and he is going to do all the things that have to do with a het, right? You just, you, you just sense him that, that, that this man is full of joy, and, and he's full of union, and to know him is is just the joy of joys. I mean, anybody that knows Logan just absolutely loves him, and he's a servant unbelievable. So you take the hat, you put it together with Ryan, right? And then you have the Dalit. We have another young man. Well, he's not young. He's probably in his 50s. Um, his name is Donald, and he is one of the most humble people. I've never um, ever seen him not smile and never seen him not do anything that, that – to help anybody anytime. He's just the most humble person. If I was to think about the people I know and autistic people can be unbelievably humble, special needs people can be. And so Donald is like this unbelievable humble servant. So when you compound these three, right, you put together Logan with, <laughs> with Ryan and then with, with Donald, oh my goodness, do you have Hesed? Okay. You want to feel loved? Be around these three people together all at the same time when they're compounded. And, and so this idea of what, what, what happens when we offer up our community to the Lord, you, you see, it's part of how we can offer up something to him. And, and then it says, right, it, it says that the spiced wine is the juice of my pomegranate. Okay, <laughs> well, the word juice the word juice is a psalmic, right? And a yud, which means light, and more psalmic. In other words, you got superpower here. In other words, you got this compounded uh, wine is now the juice. In other words, the superpower um, light of the pomegranate, which again, we know is sweet. But, but, but when you look at those letters in, in Hebrew, you can see why I'm making this my favorite verse in all the world, because here we have something absolutely amazing as we come together in our communities and we love each other and we truly bind and compound our gifts and our talents and all that, and we become the church, then we are offering Jesus our spiced wine and the juice of our pomegranates like man, and he loves that stuff. He, he loves it. You know, he was right there in the midst in that Christmas party. I got to go to two other Christmas parties um, this this weekend, and they were very similar in in each case. I saw the compounding. I saw the juice. You know, everybody, every every 
group has a somic, okay? They just do. <laughs> Corn is the somic in the masculine journey. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that scares you, but at the same time, man, he's a force that you need. You know, it says it's, it's a wonderful thing. I know this was a long episode, but you can tell I'm really excited because I had such a morning in the Lord. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed sharing it and seeing what God showed me this morning. Thank you so much for listening. Again, we start this group on Facebook of my podcast listeners. I would love your thoughts. Maybe you know some compounding that you want to share with me. I would love to see that. It's the um, Christian Car Guy um, Facebook page. You know, you just look for the Christian Car Guy podcast listeners group, and we would love to hear it. Share our podcast. We thank you so much for listening. <laughs>